Father of mine. Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics. Online at jmsynthetics.com. Go there, pick out what you need for the garage, buy it. Call Jason Mays, 616-747-0233. Right on those. Hey, Dad, good morning. Good morning, son. How are you? Never better. Good. It's a nice... You woke up with the glory of God in mind? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, Always, you know? Always, always glory in mind. There you go. How about you, Dad? Same way, honey. I'm so grateful to God that I opened up my eyes and I got my beautiful wife next to me. I got my wonderful son on the phone. I mean, hey, life is great. You know that? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. It is great. You know, you just can't can't let it get you down. No, definitely not. As long as you got God in mind and he always taught you the fact that you always believe in good things, life is good. Hey, what would you do if I told you that uh, uh, me and the family were going to go to a terrible neighborhood in the middle of the country of Haiti and help some people out? What would you say? Oh, boy, oh, boy. I say no. Yeah. I say no, 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 because those people have no mercy on your soul. <laughs> I mean, the bad ones, the good oh, ones, I know. the wonderful people. Oh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I, well, I'm not going. I, I I was just saying that. I was just being silly. But did you see that story about that? Uh, the whole family got kidnapped. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand what do they accomplish by kidnapping and ultimately end up damaging some of them. Well, yeah, the, money the reason why the country yeah. at bay so we can give me $2 million so we can release his people or 17, whatever. Yeah, you know. yeah. that's what, what they're, is this? that's what they're doing. They're trying to get money They're They're all very, very poor and there's nothing they can do for, uh, to, to, you know, so that's, that's how they operate. And that's, uh, it's a horrible thing. And I was, I was suggesting to the audience that, uh, we need to never, ever do that again. We got to stop going to places that are high crime areas. And, why, what are we doing in that country anyway? Yeah, well, I think this was just a local mission trip. Actually, uh, six of the people, five of the ones who were kidnapped are from West Michigan. Oh, my God. I mean, we got people in here that are in dire need of being blessed uh, by God and all that. So why don't we... Concentrate on our own people here. That's what I say, Dad. That's what I say. All right. Uh, you ready? Uh, <clears throat> you ready for some questions, Dad? Of course I am. Okay. Your questions are always a wonderful, wonderful questions, especially coming in from a wonderful audience you've got. Boy, Dad, you're really sentimental today. That's good. Hey, I'm I'm good. Hey, by the way, hi, Joanne, hello to you. Hi, honey. She's sitting right. My love of my life is sitting right next to me. That is great. Melinda writes, Meathead, who do you think are better drivers, men or women? <laughs> you know, I, I, I never thought about uh, men and women better or worse drivers. I think anyone that's driving, uh, I, you know, that's a tough way to go with. Uh, I, I don't. I don't say a woman is a worse driver than okay. a man. A man is a worse driver than a woman. I got gotcha. you. 
Uh, it's just a question of the upbringing of people. The teen, the teen of this country is crazy because they drive in. Like I seen one guy, and I got two guys that ride motorcycles on my street. Yeah, I swear they doing 110 miles an hour. Okay, so they're going. Nine- I mean, these are like maybe 18, 19, 20 years old, maybe 25 year old people. Yeah. Now, aren't these the ones that you, uh, when we were there last time, you said you that you were going to go have a word with them? No, I decided it's not going to happen because what I say to them, they're going to accept it with a different type of an attitude, and it could come out to a brawl. Oh, yeah. It, it, <laughs> and I, that I want to avoid. But then again, I kept thinking, sometimes I thought, to, well, well, maybe when one of them got killed, the rest of them will learn. Well, that's a bad thinking to, to begin with. Uh, but it's, it's just scaring me that they do these things. This street is a uh, race alley. Okay. On motorcycles. Car drivers are good people. So so I wrote, uh, accept it with a different type of attitude that could lead to a brawl. Yeah, it could be. They, they would uh, retaliate, and then the retaliation is all right. I can back off. But they keep coming at you, then I have to defend myself. Fair enough. I know. With yeah. the stick that I got, I can. Yeah. If my stick hits somebody, it'll knock them out for good. Yeah, I don't want you to. I don't want you to get uh, come. No, to, no, 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 no. Uh, I'm rarely out there. Anymore. We used to walk two miles every day. We hardly do ten feet. <laughs> All right. Uh, Adam writes, dear meathead. What would you recommend to uh, clean and keep my metal tools rust-free? Axes and hammerheads and the like. Oh, that's a good thought because I just happen to be going through some of those things of my own tools. Uh Uh-huh. What you should do, uh, I would say on uh, like uh, every two, three months, um, get a uh, bunch of oil on a rag and then rub the tools with them. And I don't saturate them or anything else. And when you do that, just wipe it all off. And that'll last you at least three, four months. Yeah, I think there's an Amsoil product from JM Synthetics that you well, can... Uh, you don't you... have to go spend a lot of money. Just any kind of a motor oil will do fine. Uh, oil is oil. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, pour a little bit in, in the palm of your hand with the cover of the cloth and rub it on the tools, but don't saturate them because, and when you rub it on your tool, then you get another tool and dry it off. So you're saying rub some oil on your tool? Yes. <laughs> tools. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Where are you going with this? Let me, let me write this down. Oil is oil. Rub some oil on your tool. Uh, tools. Oh, okay. Got metal tools. <laughs> now, who the heck interpreted tool as tool that you're talking about? I, I'm not. What, I don't know what you're talking about. I know you do. <laughs> All right. Equipment. That, yes, yes. Even equipment is good to interpret it as a yeah. You want to rub funny stuff. Rub some uh, lube. On your tool and your equipment. Gotcha. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Nathan writes, Dear Meathead, my 11-year-old has started swearing. And 
my punishments aren't working. What are some creative ways to punish my 11-year-old for swearing? Well, I wish I knew what uh, the swearing is all about. I wish, uh, you know. Well, what do you mean? Uh, did, did I mean, what, what kind of language are you using? Well, is it really nasty yeah, stuff? I, well, let's, uh, I, let, let's just assume he's saying uh, S-H-I-T. Hey, uh, smack him in the mouth one time. Okay, smack him in the mouth. If you do that again, I'm going to keep doing it. Or are you going to be punished? We do not. It's got to be some kind of punishment. Because uh, you know where this is coming from. This is coming from the other areas that they hang around with. Yes, absolutely. Now, Dad, have and you... their parents don't know anything about it, or they don't do anything about it. Uh now, hey, how come how come none of my kids did that? I don't know if you guys did it or not. No, but, no, I've ne- I've never sworn in my life. No, so really, I I don't know because none of that happens in our home. No, of course not. Now, Dad, uh, what do you think about parents who, uh, you know, um, they 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 uh, never uh, do any type of corporal punishment? Um, they just kind of like say, okay, you have to sit down for a timeout. What do you think about the timeout? I don't know if it helps or not really to time out a child. Uh, if it works. But if it, if it works, that's not a bad tool. Or just take away the things that are very dear to them. Uh-huh. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, some, sometimes parents' punishment is kind of stupid. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't remember uh, any from punishment that I... Uh, Imposed on you guys growing up, but then again, years that you were growing up, I was not as smart as uh, I am today. Uh, yeah, and oh I yeah, smart. And I don't mean that in a way of bragging about it. No, no you're brilliant today than, than compared to then. No, I mean, <laughs> no, but I never wanted to punish my kids. Okay, I, I think uh, I remember an incident that you were picking on your brother because he did something to you. Uh, but that was uh, yeah, yeah. scary. Um, and I, of course, I put the fire out in a hurry. Okay. Uh, Mike writes, Dear Meathead, my friend is bragging about how good he was at marriage. And then he says, I think that's great if he is, but uh, I would think being good at marriage is something observed rather than something you need to brag about. He says... I fear my friend is just bragging to convince himself he's better than he really is at being married. Is he wrong to brag about how good he is at marriage? I ask mostly because rumor on the street is his wife will be leaving him soon. Please, <laughs> please embellish and thank you. So well, that's a weird thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, it people. sure is. Hey, I, I tell, hear so many of these things and, and all of a sudden it just turned my stomach inside out <laughs> see, hearing these things so uh, uh yeah dad apparently in in synopsis what he's saying is his friend is talking about how great he is at marriage but yeah, you shouldn't be talking that to anybody about how great his marriage is <laughs> i mean yeah, it is i think so yeah, too I said maybe it's wishful thinking i think I don't so know. i think so but, uh, no oh, no i tell my wife how great she is right I tell her I love her. Uh huh. Oh, world, and you don't have to know that I say that to her. Well, he just told him. 
No, no, I'm just using this for an example. Okay. I mean, what this conversation should be, you know, between a couple, honey, I, I just love you dearly, you know. And, uh, yeah. and I do that. Yeah. I, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. So, but the, the basis of that is that I showed my wife. My wife is the only one that has to know that she is loved by the husband. Okay. Not the whole world. All right. If, if you are talking, if I am talking to uh, uh, you, I said, you know, you're really a nice husband. All I'm right. Not, I'm not saying that you're a nice husband because of me, nice to me. No, you, you know who you're who we're talking about. Uh-huh. Okay, good. I mean, in the in privacy of your own life, you tell your wife yeah. you love her, honey. It would be, yeah, it would be. Hug her or do something nice. So what you're saying is if somebody like, uh, I don't know, let's say uh, somebody decides to uh, uh, do a podcast or go on the radio and tell everybody That's how... stupid. Yeah, it's a dumb thing to do. I mean, no one would do that. No, you don't announce to the world that you love your wife. No, you I don't announce... The connection. Well, that maybe announcing that you love your wife is one thing, but if you announce to the world, hey, everybody, I'm a great husband, only a moron would uh, do that. Well, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Some of these things are totally incognito, belongs to you and your wife. It's a private world, you know, and uh, the world don't care whether you love your wife or not. <laughs> I oh. really don't care. If you don't, you don't. Okay, Dad, I'm writing this down. Some of these things are incognito. <laughs> yeah, it's private. Okay. Even that, I love uh, my wife. Yeah, hey, it's all right in a conversation that you're talking about. You know, I love yeah, my, uh, of my course. wife. Yeah, of course. There's nothing wrong with that but bragging about it or advertising it. That's stupid. Uh, all right. Andrew says, Meathead, I recently went through a breakup uh, with a, someone I've been seeing for 10 months. Do you have any advice for someone dating in their mid-30s? And do you think there is someone for everyone? So Drew here is a little, uh, you know, he, he was with somebody for 10 months and uh, now the relationship's over. He wants to know if you have any dating advice. And he probably feels a little bad like he's never going to find uh, the right person. Well, first of all, if you've dated someone uh, for 10 months, that's an awful long time. Now, you must have developed some feelings, strong feelings for each other. Well, I'm sure. How the hell does this disappear? Well. Both sides. You know, I mean, that that, that happens well, a lot. I mean, uh, you, uh, that my daughter dated Ernie for quite a long time, and she ended up breaking up with him. You know, it's. Well, yeah, uh, something went wrong. Yeah. So that, that, that happens. But what his uh, question is, do you have any dating advice for him? Someone in their mid thirties. I don't know. Maybe he's looking for a um, easy way to meet someone, where to go, what to do. You know, you used to be a bachelor dad. What do you what What do you got for old Drew here? Well, listen. When you're a bachelor or whatever, but you meet someone that you happen to like, and you dated a couple, three times, and then things are on a real cool side. Well, you pursue that. And then you don't have to go overboard, embellish them with a bunch of gifts and all this, show them a decency, straight talk, 
Don't lie. Yeah, don't oil your tool. Don't oil your tool. <laughs> and and also, now this is this is the one thing that I I see that I cannot understand. The very first thing that comes to the mind of people nowadays that are just beginning to date is to have sex. Oh, God. okay. I think that's stupid. Yeah, you might not want to rush into that, right? No, I mean that that's dumb. Now, where I came from in the world of my my world and country of my yeah, it was like you date somebody for just the beautiful face of them or the kindness of them. Yeah, sex doesn't even come in play. Yeah, there's something to be said about that, Dad. That's uh, that's definitely old school. The people nowadays don't really think like that. They right away want to jump in the sack. Yeah, you gotta you gotta lay low a little, you know. My gosh. Well, it happens sometimes when a uh, 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 depth of uh, passion, you know, you're involved. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, and, and you have no control over it. You do it. Okay, I wrote down: don't go overboard. Embellish them. Don't embellish them with gifts. And then, uh, yeah, all they want to do is jump in the sack. Yes. All right. Don't do that. All right, maybe they have an opportunity to grow with a person. Yes, take your time. Now, often enough, I would uh, believe this is a true statement I'm going to make. Uh-huh. If this doesn't happen to a couple for a long time, they're going to think there's something the matter with them. Yes. You got to, okay. I mean. So they're trying to prove something that. Okay, let's do it so they know that we love each other. It doesn't make sense. But it's passion that does that. It's a human nature. All right. Finally, Dad, Mitch writes this. Dear Meathead, my wife and I just bought a lake house. The house comes. A house. house. uh, Yeah, lake house, like a cottage. The house comes with a dock. I have no experience taking a dock out of the water. Uh, or anything like that. Do you have any experience or suggestions with this process? I look forward to your segment each week. I love you and Joanne. Sign Mitch. Mitch, uh, I don't have the experience, but I do have a common sense about that. If that was me and I have a dock, unless the dock is somewhat grounded to the bottom of the lake or the water area, uh, a dock is sometimes on a low uh, water area. And uh, people somehow or other uh, driving huge poles in there to uh, attach it so it doesn't fly, float away. Uh-huh. Which I think usually they do that, and that's supposed to be that way. Uh, you got to get the uh, equipment to yank that upward <laughs> out of the dirt. You can't just pull it. No, no, you got to. Yeah, I think uh, I think that I think you're onto something there, Dad. I'm not sure myself. I don't have any idea. Have you ever done this, Dad? I've never done that. I've done it on uh, tiny little boards, uh, you know, little, that's not really yeah. I don't know. I th- early in the mud or something, but it's it's a heavy thing that I I see. We just had a conversation with somebody that has that. They, that thing is about sometimes eight to ten feet in a dirt. On the bottom okay. of the lake. Okay, this one might be whatever, a... Whatever, Yeah. It's usually on a uh, dockside area, which is a shallow area, because you can't go right in the center of the lake to do that. 
Uh, and then uh, you got to get an equipment to yank that upward out of that mud. And then the easiest thing, the easiest thing is to tilt it to its side and then have it roped because when it's in a side, it can't be sinking anymore. The other way, the legs of that thing is already in the water, close to the mud and all that. You're going to have trouble with it. Okay, so I got... Uh, get Put it out. that thing to the side with already attached to a rope yeah. with some equipment or people on the other side pulling at it. Okay, so you got... Get it out of the mud, get it on its side, get some rope on it, and get some people to pull it out. People or an equipment. Okay, people or an equipment. A, a truck... Uh, a bumper or all right, you know. all right, Dad. Uh, that is that is uh, you know so, uh, a good starting point, I would say. It's a good starting point, but I've seen that that happen that way. Okay, or you can look it up on YouTube. Well, whatever, uh, Dad. I'm looking at the uh, uh, little cheat sheet of things I wrote down from our adventure today. Accept it with a different type of attitude could lead to a brawl. Uh, <clears throat> oil is oil. Oil your tool. Smack them in the mouth. And yeah. and uh, uh, some of these are incognito. Don't go overboard embellish embellishing them with gifts. And uh, yeah, they want to jump in the sack. And the uh, advice about getting the dock out of the water, Dad. I think we've covered it all. Okay. Okay, so uh, rest of the week, everybody's good. You gonna? Everybody's good. How about you? Uh, not bad, not bad. I'll be in town in a week for a wedding nearby your place, and I'm hoping to be able to park the motor home there so we can sleep there. I'll I'll let you know about that later on. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right, honey. Okay, love you guys. I'll get everybody you know in a family from Joanna and I, yeah. and we love you and hope to see you soon. Tell Joanna I said hi and and goodbye. And you've got the greatest audience in the world. I know that. We are they are spectacular, Dad. I appreciate you as always. Okay, doke. Okay, love you. Love you too. Honey. Okay, see ya. Bye. Bye bye. And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon, little boy blue and